Hello and welcome to the, the Drywall, Drywall Podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. I've been in and around the drywall industry for more than 20 years. I've worked in the union, finished piece rate, and worked hourly with many different companies and people spanning the West Coast and beyond. The Drywall Podcast will be exploring the world of drywall and interviewing the professionals that make it happen. This podcast is brought to you by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony is the world's first color joint compound system to create beautiful walls. Whether you're going over existing painted texture or level three finished drywall. This is my new least favorite place I've ever been. We'll be discussing all things drywall. This concept began with the Facebook groups picking unique topics, discussing application techniques, and the characters and the comedy that ensued. I had the distinct pleasure of interviewing Joe Koenig of Trimtex. If you've never met Joe or been to a trim text training at their facility in Chicago, I highly recommend. Joe is an extraordinary person who has always been a champion for Fresco Harmony. He's used our products on his own personal homes and supported us throughout our journey. This interview started out a little rocky, but as we go into it, I think that looseness made way for a very raw and honest interview. We talk about racing, we talk about ethics and business, and we talk about some options for Fresco Harmony to grow and uh, potential training coming up at the Trimtex facility, uh, possibly in September. I'm excited for you to get a chance to meet Joe, the person in this interview on the drywall podcast let's get into it all right you know unfortunately um, oh don't not don't sweat it and then there's no it people so it's always the case when you need them <laughs> yeah uh, we're not starting out on the right foot here because i'm going to be frustrated okay, with my new system i'm very frustrated so it's gonna be a shitty uh interview right nick no it's gonna be great <laughs> Gonna have me swearing and stuff. You know, there's no, there's no wrong way to, there's no wrong way to do it. I'll learn how to do it, but I've got a brand new system here. Yep, it's okay, man. Not cooperating, Whitley. Whitley. This is Nick. Say hi. Hello. Hi, Whitley. Perfect. All right. That's who? Who's that? Wait, who's that in the background that helped you out? The smartest person at Trimtex, Whitley. She's the smartest person in the world. Oh yeah, we love her. We love her. Save my. You're going to get an ID, uh, you know, badge or something. Yeah. She gets her. She's going to get her IT scout badge. Never, never, never fails. When you're trying, you got something lined up and you're trying to get in. Um, Even when I did the, when I did the podcast with walls and ceilings, Uh uh, you know, I did that from home and with an iPad. Yep. There was some issues with the with the audio, you know, and you know, I listened to I listened to that and and watched it uh, last night. Hmm. I'm all up to speed. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? 
It was good. It was good. I like Hannah's energy. You know, they're they're pretty cool over there. I don't, you know, they did a small article on Fresco Harmony once. I'm I'm trying to uh, get myself into the industry, and we'll get into that. We'll we'll talk about that a little more. You, on the other hand, you were, you know, no pun, grandfathered into the industry, so to speak. Your your father had established connections. And you also talk about the a uh, joining the AWCI or him joining the AWCI, which is interesting to me, and the right. the the connections that came from that. So as a you know, I'm a product manufacturer. Yeah, I'm on the wall sometimes, not as much anymore because I'm doing this type of stuff. But uh, from a from a, like you're a product manufacturer that maybe started in uh, when was it s the late '60s? Yeah, 1969. Yep. Okay, so you've had 50 years to pioneer in this <laughs> industry and a lot of it happening when the industry was being born, the tools were being created, Ames was coming out. There's a lot of history there. Mm -hmm. um, so th there's a there's a the difference between where you're at in the industry and where I'm at in the industry is I'm coming out with a new product in an industry that's fairly established. Right. Um, and, and that's interesting to me. And also I just, my last interview was with Corey Fisher with the tech dry tool. Have you seen that? I didn't see the podcast, so I don't know what the tech dry tool is to be honest with you. It's a little, I'll tell you, <laughs> it's a little, uh, tool that has three sizes of small blades on it, like a pocket knife. Mm -hmm. So instead of carrying around a one inch, a half inch and a two inch blade, you have a little pocket knife sort of gadget that you pull out of your pocket and boom, you hit the one inch knife and you can, you can get those hard to reach areas sure. uh, next to the door and the wall, especially if there's a trim around the door. Yeah. You can, I, like, I saw the picture of it on Facebook. Okay. And I didn't really associate that that was him and that's who your podcast, you know, I didn't put yep. the three, the three things together. Yep. Uh, I, I think it's a smart idea, but you got to have a rag because now you got to wipe it. You're going to put it back in your pocket loaded with mud yeah yeah so you're gonna have to have a small piece of rag with you right don't you think well or you can wipe it on your knife but a drywaller joe will just wipe it on their pants uh i know <laughs> i saw you smiling so yeah yeah um I remember, I remember i was in toronto in the high rise in the shangri-la hotel or whatever 67th floor uh-huh and this they put their tape on they run the paper through a, a, a slop bucket and they run, fill it into a bucket. Oh yeah. That's, that's around. His rope. It's a, it's around his neck with a rope. Yeah. yeah. And the guy is literally <laughs> pulling it out and slinging it on the wall and not to uh, alarm you, but I noticed on my neck two months ago, I noticed a bump. Okay. And it was smaller and I didn't, you know, I kind of was keeping an eye on it and then just, the last couple of days, I, I forgot about it. And the uh, last couple of days, I felt it and it's bigger. So, and you know, I went through lung cancer. I'm a lung cancer survivor. From I didn't know that. And, uh, you know, when you're a lung, when you're a cancer survivor and you get a strange bump on your body, you take it seriously. Yeah. So I uh, went to see my general practitioner doctor first. And then he sent a message over to the oncologist who now they just happened to call me right when, you know, 
So I got to go in for a CT scan. Uh, just yep. you know, it's probably nothing, but uh, it could be muscular. It's not skeletal, um, and I don't. I hope and pray it's not can. You know, it's not a cancer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but you got to check it out. You got to you got to get that kind of stuff early. So yes, you notice, sir. You notice something under your arm, or you know, you got a bump somewhere that wasn't there, and it's there two days, three days later. You know, go go to the doctor. Don't wait six months or a year because because cancer. A lot of cancer doesn't hurt you until it's big. You know, once it gets big, then it's like, oh shit, why does my stomach hurt? Well, yeah, you gotta, it spreads. Yeah, because you got a fucking softball sized tumor yeah. inside the body. That's why your stomach hurts. You know. Yeah, and you can you you can say the f word on the drywall podcast. We don't care, Jeff. <laughs> love it. I love it. Like you said, I got a I got a bit of an edge today. So yeah, we might. I have like it. I we like might, it. Hey, and I, you, you know, and we'll go. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't need to. This isn't like uh, I don't have somebody watching over my shoulder, so I can ask you whatever the hell I want. And if there's anything that you don't want to talk about right. or something that's edgy, let me know, or I'll de I'll definitely run it by your tech guys or your marketing guys to make sure like we don't like paint a bad picture of Joe or something weird. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely, but you know, if you're gonna ask me like a trade secret or something, I'll just say you know I, I'd rather not say. I can't. No, yeah, yeah, that's something we can't discuss. That cancer thing though is a big deal. My sister gets regular mammograms and she just had a double mastectomy and I'll get her permission if she wants me to share it. But she felt it very important to not only talk about it, share it on Facebook. Um, uh, and she's, she's, they, they sort of caught it, but this was, this came from getting a regular six month mammogram. Sure. Um, so that, so just to, just to, solidify how important it is to get tested i'm 46 yeah i need to go in and like get checked out and get tested um yeah and i'll give you some good news so uh i've always had a executive physical a full physical um uh, once a year um since i was 30 and uh you know when i was in my 40s the doctor he kept telling me it's like joe you're in the prime of your life yeah um until you hit 55 you don't have to worry about cancer. You don't have to worry about heart attack. You don't have to worry about clogged artery. You know, you know usually you are in the prime. So just eat healthy, exercise, live your life and enjoy the next 10 years, you know? Yeah. So guess what? When I hit 55, May 1st was my birthday. Um, June 8th, I, uh, we found, we found the uh, cancer in my lung. All right. I thought I turned the ringer off. That's okay. Now, now it was good. Right. That, it was good that you got those phone calls. Well, so, I got a CT scan scheduled for Tuesday, which is good. Now, Wednesday uh, night, I drive up to Road America, which is in Wisconsin, and I'm racing my BMW. Uh, this is the crown jewel of sports car racing. Uh, it's called the June Sprints at Road America. So it's a 65th annual uh, summer classic, you know, uh, they call it the crown jewel of sports car racing. So there about 500 cars show up and we uh, bash it out to be the June sprints champion. So nice. And you're racing with other cars in that type oh, of yeah. situation. So you're yeah, racing road. with other cars. Is there, is there bumping and grinding going on? Yeah. Yeah. It's road racing. There's definitely bumping and grinding. Uh, not quite as much as NASCAR where they crash each other every three laps, you know? Right. 
Right. Um, nowadays, I, I just, I, I find it, I would love to race cars, you know, I mean, there's, yeah. you know, there's only so much we can take on in a lifetime, but tell me this real quick. I don't want to get too much into racing, but, uh, right. like, but it does inter- <laughs> it does interest me and it's my podcast. So fuck it. I'll, I'll ask you whatever yeah. I want. <laughs> so, uh, now, now there's a couple questions. Now, when you're, you've been racing for how many years? So racing cars, I started in 06. I adapted to it pretty quick. I, I won a lot of races right away. We got into the endurance racing. Uh, I think I won the regional endurance racing championship in 08. Um, I got a couple driver of the year awards in 08. Um, I went to the national championship runoffs, SCCA. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, during the, my tenure, you know, I've won the June sprints a couple of times and which is next weekend. We're going to go for it again on two different classes of cars, both. BMWs. Nice. Um, I am driving better now, uh, than I was in 2000 every year. I just feel that I'm, you know, I'm smarter about how I approach yes. my driving uh, you know, 10 years ago, I was like, Hey, let's add some more horsepower. Let's yeah. add some more money. Let's add horsepower. Let's add horsepower. And it got to a point back then, you know, you could buy an engine for $13,000 for a BMW. And today that engine costs $50,000. So now today, I'm, you know what I say? I say, you know what, let me improve my driving. There's two, yeah. seconds. there's three seconds a lap in my driving. If I put Pro, if I put Brian Sellers in the car, who's a pro and a you know a multi championship pro that runs IMSA and you know all those Rolex races and everything else, if I put Brian Sellers in my car, he's two seconds to three seconds a lap faster than I am, and most of where he picks up the time and the speed is in the braking zones. He just he's better at I can run 150 miles an hour down to straightaway just like him, and I can hit the brakes pretty much in the same spot that he does, but he hits the brake so perfectly and gets off of it so perfectly and, and, and carries more speed into the corner mm-hmm. that you and I would be like, holy shit, I'm going to die, you know, because you're I'm going to go at 80 miles an right. hour in the corner that I can only handle 70 miles an hour. And there's a big wall over there. So your, your natural instincts, your survival instincts, is what you're basically fighting your survival instincts to stay alive when you race stuff. Okay. Love it. Um, yeah. And you have to, you have to train your brain and your brain will, you have to train your survival brain and Hey, okay, we did it. We're not, you know, I'm not going to touch the brakes this time. We're just going to turn into kink at 130 right. <clears throat> road. America has the famous corner of the kink. And, you know, in one car, I'm approaching the kink at 135 miles an hour. And you don't touch the brakes. You just lift, you lift the throttle um, and you drop about 14 miles an hour. That's the perfect sweet spot. And then you, you just turn in and you're have back. You, on. Have you driven a, uh, have you driven a Tesla yet by chance? I have driven a Tesla plaid. One of my friends had, I'm not a big Tesla guy, but a lot no, of that's okay. A lot of people no, I know the reason, are. Yeah. We that, have a Tesla. We have a Tesla. We have a dual yeah. motor and the, um, it has regenerative braking. So that yeah. whole braking, that whole braking concept is different in a Tesla. You take your, cause you can have strong regenerative. So when you take your foot off the gas, I mean, it, it powers yeah. down. 
unlike right. unlike a unlike a you know a combustible engine you right. know totally different totally different model and I, now i guess they're doing they're doing electric car races yeah oh yeah yeah there's some e-racing going on in europe um but uh yeah i think you have 10 different settings for that uh, right you can go 100 percent or to zero so i think to... yeah there's settings for everything uh, yeah. for for i you might be able to get into it on the computer i know that there's two distinctive there's like or three there's like you know heavy medium and light right and i had it on light for a long time when we first got the car and now i have it on heavy like yeah. like and you be, you don't ever have to touch the brake it'll 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 power down to stop yeah, it's, correct. It's insane. You'll never buy a set of brake pads. That's <laughs> yeah. Me, right? You'll go. Personally, for me, I'd run it on medium because I do like a little bit of that regenerative uh, braking. Yeah. That's why I drive a four-stroke KTM dirt bike and not okay. a two-stroke KTM dirt bike. Oh, okay. The four-strokes will have a better uh, deceleration uh, than a two-stroke. A two-stroke, you let off the throttle. It just coasts. Yeah. Okay? A four-stroke, you let off the throttle, it, it, depending on the gear, burr, you know, you're going okay. to down. I love your zest for motorsports. I, I, yeah. you know, you know what I like? And like, we don't have to talk about drywall. I don't give a shit. Oh, like, about, like, I, I, I love the cool. zest. I like it when people are, and you can tell, you can tell when you talk to somebody and I'm getting more into this, you know, from a journalistic standpoint, when you talk to somebody right. and they get excited about something sure. to me, that's really key. And you do get excited about uh, trim techs and wall products and stuff like that. But I love, right. like you glow when you talk about motorsports. Oh, I yeah. love it. <laughs> well, That's great. I, I'm going to glow about, you know, trim techs too, but I'll, I'm going to switch. I'm going to swing over here. I am passionate about motorsports. Um, yeah. I love, I, you know, I work hard, um, you know, uh, core values at trim techs. Uh, the number two core value, uh, number one is learning culture. Number two is work hard, play hard. I like okay. it. Yeah. So, you know, that, yeah. that I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you one thing before we get back to the slop box. Cause I do not sure. want, I do not want to lose that conversation because <laughs> <laughs> just, just thinking about somebody like putting putting mud on tape into a box like just yeah. it, it just brings a smile to my face but like um you probably enjoyed the movie ford versus ferrari i would oh, guess definitely. yeah yes. yeah definitely. that they did a good job with that right yes yeah um okay so you were telling a story toronto you're in toronto and you see this guy he's got a slot box he's got mud all over him is that just to illustrate the mud pigginess of the of the applicators or did you have a did you have a point to that story <laughs> well i'm gonna retell the story so because you talked about we were talking about this new drywall knife the two wiping half inch, and i'm like yeah the guy's gonna carry a rag with him no because he's gonna wipe it off and put it back in his pocket and you're like no he's gonna wipe it on his pants and like oh crap I, yeah, love right. I love that. I love that. I'm not a mudslinger. I'm a drywall bead guy. You know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. a mudslinger. Do you know what drywallers use a rag for? Uh, bathroom, probably. <laughs> they they use it for, and now stop, and I could probably get feedback from this, but here's what I use it for is drying yeah. off my tools, especially if they're blue steel so they don't rust. Yes, that's sir. That's what a rag is used for in drywall. 
yeah. out in the field like they may use one but uh it would be it would be pretty rare for a drywall dude to be carrying around a rag i think but i who knows man maybe people be like nick you're you're an idiot i i love carrying my rag around (laughs) You know know what? Thank you for filling me in on that. So uh, the story is I'm in uh, Toronto and I'm with uh, my distributor uh, up on the 67th floor Shangri-La Hotel. Um, This is 10 or 12 years ago. I can't remember exactly the year. Um, And, you know, they build these high rises one floor at a time. So Mm -hmm. we go to meet the drywall bead installer. And, you know, nice guy, uh, every, every room and every floor of that hotel used Trimtex tearaway bead and shadow line J bead. So when they put the drywall to the window return, okay. So when they, when they put the drywall to the return, they slipped on a super, they slipped on a uh, shadow line J bead. That's a J bead that's got a little bit of a return on it. Gives you a little shadowed edge. And then from there, they would go out and, you know, I'm not proud of this, but, you know, the union in Toronto, uh, you know, they're big on metal, you know, shiny 90 metal corner bead. And they mm. actually, roll, they have their own metal corner bead facility. They roll their own, so to speak. You know, when you roll a cigarette, you roll your own. Yeah. They roll or, or a doobie, Joe. A doobie. Yeah, a doobie. <laughs> they roll their own. Yeah, that's right. You are from the West Coast. Uh, they do roll their own in Toronto. Joe Koenig says this, they roll their own in Toronto. So, uh, but you know, we, we got tearaway in the, in the project and hallways and we got the shadow line JB around the windows. And I'm talking to the drywall bead installer. He's like, you know, I'm like, where's your team? You know, are you, are, are they off today? Or he's like, no, I'm the only one that does this. I've been here for a year and a half. Oh, wow. And all I've put every piece of corner bead and J bead and tearaway bead up in this hotel, yeah. every room, every floor. That's what I've been doing for a year and a half. And uh, I'm like, wow, it's really cool. It's nice to meet you. I, I love your you know, your work ethic. I mean, you know, you're going to go to the same place every day. And as the building gets taller and taller and three, four floors below that where they're putting uh, another floor on, they're already drywalling and finishing and, and priming, you know? Yeah. Uh, but on that floor, so we're walking around looking at, you know, the rest of that floor with the bead that's not mudded yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go into this one unit cause it's, you know, hotel rooms. We go into this one unit and uh, it actually might be condos <clears throat> on the upper area, but, uh, we go into this one beautiful unit with a beautiful view and there's a guy you know he's got a he's got a bucket with a rope on it around his neck yeah about waist high and he's filling it and he's leaning over and he's pulling paper tape through a slot box <laughs> he's filling this thing till it's bulging at the top yeah. you know with yeah. muddy paper yeah. And then he goes across the room and he, you know, he's running, the, he's slinging the tape up. Uh, they did lay, I think they laid the board down in that job. So he was doing, uh, I don't know why most commercial jobs are vertical, but maybe they're, you know, maybe it was, I don't know. Depends because, on the height, probably. Probably. It's, sometimes they'll, it depends on the height. Reason, but Where he the... was slinging tape across the wall and, and the guy was covered from head to toe with mud. I mean, literally 
it, I would be hard pressed to find a dry, clean spot on the guy I, anywhere. Maybe on uh, the middle of his back, there was a it was a <laughs> spot that was mud. And I, I just had to laugh and smile. And I, I, you know, me, I'm as you know, I'm very um, I like people and I like conversation. And I always yeah. I'm a high energy person and I'm a I'm a glass three quarter full kind of person. My my first question and, for that guy would have been: Have you tried the bazooka or the banjo? <laughs> I know. Or so yeah. that gets me into that gets me into. Um, oh, yeah, you would think that he would have a bazooka or you know that other device, uh, you know, uh, to put the mud on. And well, it it gets me a little bit into like this the stubbornness of drywallers to shift. Um, you know, and you and I have talked about this before, and it, there's a, there's a couple of questions buried in here also about the step bowl, which I'm sad about uh the the movement from and you know we can keep this in the interview or not but like this is a real conversation i sold two houses in a row the entire house to homeowners in step bowl i gave that step bowl to the drywall guy that was doing the drywall and asked him if he wanted to put it on and he had no clue It, it was like i brought something from outer space and tried to give it to him and he was like no, no, no. And he picked up a piece of regular bull nose and he was like this. And I was like, no, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> like it, he couldn't even wrap his brain that you could even put a bead like that onto the wall. And I had already sold the homeowner on the entire house. And then I did another house. This is the only two houses I've ever done. Yeah. And I did them both the entire house in Fresco Harmony and Step Bull. So when people yeah. say they can't sell it or that it doesn't that doesn't work in my area or any of the excuses i'm always like well i think it's a selling issue and what's sad is that i was really pushing it and it it baffles the mind that that custom home builders aren't using chamfer step a bull these these finishes so regularly that it's a staple and 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 not only are they not using it regularly but trimtex had to discontinue or limit the amount that you're that you're making because it just wasn't selling and you guys are tired of pushing it yeah can you elaborate on that yeah i would i would absolutely um i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of go backwards on it so bear with me so you know we have two uh warehouses we have our we have the mothership we have our global manufacturing headquarters in lincolnwood illinois centrally located in the united states we can ship product next day, two days, just about everywhere. The tip of Florida, three days. Um, California was always a stretch because there was snow in the mountains. And, you know, it was, sometimes it would be five, seven days to get product out there. So we, we opened up a warehouse in Orange and it services uh, everything west of the tip of the Rocky Mountains. So you're where you live, you're serviced out of the West Coast Distribution Center in Orange, California. Um, our partner up in Canada, a wall bar trim and tool. They've got two warehouses. There were one, one of them in Ontario um, and also in Calgary. Uh, our partner down in, in Australia, uh, Wallboard tool uh, is the big got four warehouses in Australia. And they, you know, between the, those two partners slash customers slash distributors, they service probably several about 800 locations okay so um and, and trim techs in in the united states there is over 1500 uh 
gypsum supply dealers. That's that's who we sell. So we're just like GM, okay? We don't sell our corner bean to you, right, Nick? You got to buy it from a gypsum supply dealer. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so we rely on our gypsum supply dealers to stock and sell our products. Well, okay. most of them don't stock the fringe items like Steppable or... Um, you know, if there's a, a super seal tearaway with a gasket on there, what have you, the, you know, contractors, you know, of the 300 different profiles that we make in 600 different lengths, um, a dealer, a typical gypsum supply dealer is going to stock 20 or 30 items if we're lucky, not 300. So here, here's a question. Why wouldn't it, why couldn't you guys just strictly have a selection of specialty beads or items that you just sell online directly from the plant, uh, specialty order only? Well, that's a great idea. And of course, everybody thinks of that. And the world uh-huh. is probably going to go that direction. Sure. Uh, but that angers your, your dealers. That angers your dealers. And some of our dealers are multi-million dollar customers. So when you if, they're not, if they're not selling the product, who cares? If they don't want to sell the product, then we'll sell it on our website. And if you don't sell a certain amount of it, then we are going to sell it on the website on a certain, certain you know, specific category right. of like, hey, you guys don't carry this product in your store. You don't want to carry it. It's available on the Trimtex website. You can still get chamfer. You can still get all the cool drywall art stuff if yeah. you're because you had some pioneers out there that were pushing it. Yeah, well, we we definitely uh, um, we definitely have gone down that path. We had an e store, and uh, you know it was really designed to uh, you know fulfill exactly what you're talking about. The contractor that needs something, some fringe item. Uh, that the dealers would never stock. Uh, they need that fringe item because it does solve an issue. You know, we're, we're all about solutions. So all yeah. of our products provide solutions, uh, whether it's aesthetic or whether it's functional like crack prevention. Um, so yeah, we had a store and we sold uh, small items and then we did sell some bead on there, but there's a, uh, some two things happened logistics part of it is absolutely broken uh sure. ups ups stopped taking 10-foot product and they started charging so much money to ship a nine foot so with ups you've got to go 114 inches girth and length so they got to right. wrap the chain. They got to wrap the chain around the box at the bottom, and then you got to stretch it out to the other end. If it's longer than that dimension, and this was ten years ago, then you had to pay a fifty dollars charge. Well, guess what they're doing today? They're charging that. They don't even want anything over four feet. So interesting. I could, you know, if I wanted time to, to go to time to go to FedEx, huh? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> they're the same. It's the same. They're crap. the same. Yeah. If I want to ship you, Nick Harmon, if I want to send you a, a birthday present tomorrow, I'm going to send you two boxes of Steppable, okay? Um, I can't do it. It's a $250 shipment, LTL trucking, okay, and it has to be shipped to a deliverable address. It cannot be shipped to your home. If it's shipped to your home, 
there's another hundred dollar charge on top of that. Weird. So, so yeah, I'm going to ship you a uh, hundred dollars worth of two boxes of steppable, which is $50 or $60 a box retail, right? Uh, maybe it's 70. I don't know. Uh, I don't keep up with the exact, you know, I can't tell people how to sell my product either. They can adjust the price a little bit. Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense yeah. for me to send a hundred dollars of product and spend. Yeah. Great answer. Great answer. Um, dollars uh, uh, logistics charge. Yeah. I mean, so that's what killed my product. Yep. That's what kills those fringe products is yep. we don't have a store. And that's the first reason. The second reason is one of my competitors went to one of my bigger customers and said, Hey, did you know, Trimtex is competing against you. They're selling their own product from their own e-commerce store against you, you know, and we weren't doing that. We were charging, you know, much higher, you know, we were charging retail plus 10%. Okay. What so a douche, we what a douchebag. Yeah. What a douche <laughs> bag, right. So, but, but he got my customer all riled up. He wasn't a douchebag. I'm bag. sure he did. He was a smart douchebag. Yeah. And he riled up my customer and I got a phone call and my customer <laughs> service manager got a phone call. And my, yeah. Oh, yeah. My you know, sales manager got a phone call. And through all that uproar, we just looked at each other and we're like, you know, we did $40,000 on our East store last year. Is it really worth pissing off a $2 million customer? That's, you know, so right. mad they're ready to switch over to the competitor, which I doubt they were. Because the competitor doesn't make all those products anyways. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so the bluff was set and uh, we closed our e-store. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Uh, those are, those oh. are great. Those are great answers. And these are questions, I, you know, I'm just thinking of what drywall, you know, what kind of drywallers. A, drywallers would love to hear about the motorsports for sure. But uh, right. these types of questions are, I, I would say, are on the forefront of, the dry the drywall guys' minds. You know, I don't want to get in too much into manufacturing and you know things like that. You're you're you know you've taken your father's business and you've done extremely well with it. Mm -hmm. I would like to talk about though, uh, Katie. So she's next in command. Is that is did I read something that there's a third generation uh, Koenig coming into focus now? Is her last name Koenig or did she get married and change it? Yeah, she is married and she just had her second baby. So she's on a congratulations. Thank you so much. I've got yeah. five grandchildren now. So yeah. new chapter. So Katie, let me just say this. So Katie is third generation. Yep. Um, it's awesome. We're a, we are a family owned company. We're 53 years in business. Uh, we've made a profit for 53 years. It's not always as good as we would like because there were some lean years, you know, yep. in 2008 to, you know, for 10 years up until about 17, 18. Uh, it took us 10 years to recover from the big uh, depression. Yeah. I mean, recession. I, you, did I say you, depression? <laughs> you weathered the I, storm. <laughs> did I say recession or did I say depression? You know, whatever. Uh, some we, people may have been depressed. <laughs> we were depressed, yeah, at times. But uh, so, no, we have, so family-wise, we have a Marion. So the third generation of Trimtex uh, Laura's husband, Mike was with Liberty Mutual, you know, the company with all the stupid commercials. Yeah. Yeah. That company. Uh, yeah. anyways, uh, Liberty, 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 yeah. that company, uh, I was so impressed with how he was progressing through the company 
uh, I brought him here, gave him a tour, and I, ma- you know, I made him an offer to, to yeah. come work because I. Hey, I buddy, like, your family, oh. your family, you, you're and wasting your time. You're wasting your time on these these guys. Yeah. You need to. And you I, head. You headhunted him. I did, and I tell you what, <laughs> you never, you never fill a family business with family. They have to earn their way in, and, and not all of them. It's not. It's not the right gig for everybody. So right. to, do, to do it correctly, um, you have to kind of be picky and choosy about, you know, yeah, you can give everyone a trial, sure. but, you know, let's be, let's be fair to everyone, you know, it's not working out, you know? So I, again, I headhunted Mike Garcia. He is now after nine years, he is currently the VP of sales. Okay. And he's got 16 uh, people under him. Uh, we have technical salespeople and we have distributor sales. What makes Mike so good? Uh, Mike is just, he's 36 years old and uh, Mike is just super smart. Um, he's willing to learn. He's always doing podcasts. Uh, he's always listening to podcasts and books on tape uh, on his commute. Um, he goes, he's part of the Loyola uh, family business council, which is, um, in Loyola university, yep. uh, which is, uh, has been built to, uh, strengthen, um, family businesses. So he's a junior, uh, he's a junior member of that. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a leader with AWCI. He's one of the emerging leaders with the AWCI right now. Okay. Which you should join, by the way, if you're not a member. You know, uh, I, I was going to get to that. Um, you know, I go to Intex. Intex was on the list to talk about. You're involved. Um, it seems like, stop me if I'm wrong, but if you're not a member of the AWCI and you go to the Index show, it's a very limited experience. Like, you almost need to be with that in crowd to experience the show as it was meant to be experienced. I wouldn't consider Intex like an industry show. Also, there was like 12 hours of like floor time, which was weird to me, but there was a lot of back, there was a lot of behind the scenes action that was going on that I did not partake in specifically because I'm not an AWCI member. Correct. You're not allowed in. Uh, you could have gone to the emerging leaders meeting and saw Mike. So right. uh, I'm going to touch on that point. Let me okay. just say okay. that Mike, um, you know, mm-hmm. Mike is doing a fantastic job and uh, he um, uh, super proud of him. Uh, I don't think of him as a family member. He's a Marion, you know, he's just Mike Garcia and he's awesome. Yeah. And he, he does a fabulous job. Um, he and I, along with uh, three other members. We are, um, we have a, a group that we call uh, Vinyl Works, kind of like the Skunk Works Lockheed thing, you know, uh, where they had the secret room where they developed all those cool fighter jets. Yeah. Um, so we are, uh, Vinyl Works is the, uh, we're the governing body for all the decisions at Trimtex about should we innovate this type, this idea? Uh, a customer's bringing us an opportunity. Should we explore that opportunity? Uh, let's say you came to us and say, hey, I want you to distribute Fresco Harmony, right? Yeah. Which you haven't, which you haven't done. 
uh, stupid you, but uh, we'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the office <laughs> on the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to come to us. But let's say you came to us and say, "Hey, we want Trimtex to distribute." You got warehouses all over the world. Uh, yeah, you, we want you to two-step <laughs> or distribute our product. You know that would have to go through the governing body of Vinyl Works. So okay. Mike, Mike is the leader of Vinyl Works. So he's a very, very important part of of who we are. Um, at Trimtex. Okay. Um, but I did, I did want to say, I want to finish the original question. Yeah. Um, I want to finish the original question. So remember the question you just asked me. Okay. Yep. So the challenge is for drywallers, there's hundreds of drywallers, uh, finishers and, and installers. Cause you got the carpenters union, you got the finishers union, you got your yeah. independents that do both. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you've got all your professionals out there that there's hundreds of them that have fallen in love with 11 ways to finish your corner with small chamfer bead, with big chamfer bead, with the, the steppable. We had three sizes of steppable. We have two sizes of chamfer bead. We have three sizes of bullnose bead. We have got the reveal corner bead. Excuse me. Um, we had the niche bead. So we had 11 or 12 different ways. And of course, a square corner bead, a 90 corner bead in yep. various sizes. We had 11 or 12 different ways to finish a corner. Yep. There was hundreds of people that got into that and tried it and liked it. But, you know, the dealers didn't stock it. It got frustrating for them. Yeah. Uh, they eventually said, screw it. I'm, you know, or, the, or yep. the homeowner, the trends changed. The homeowners didn't want it. Whatever the reasons. Uh, so when a product, when we sell a product for five years, we look at the trend and if it's, if it's stagnant and if it's just staying flat, we put it on the gray watch list. So we put it on a watch list and then we give it three years. So then we start pushing it a little harder and we try to get it to start climbing again. And if we can't get it to climb after three years of work or it's declining, it's already hit its peak. We then take a vote on discontinuing it so okay. that doesn't mean we we will never make it again we're just discontinuing it currently we okay. keep the tooling we have the tooling to make all those products Good. so if you got a huge job where you need x amount you need a lot of product yeah you, you know you would go to lw or whoever fbm or whoever you know whoever or you're independent yep um you would go to them and you would say hey i want to buy a 40 boxes of steppable. Yeah. I'm doing seven houses. You yep. know, we'll make it for you. Yep. It's not, it's not a problem, but it's okay. not in stock in California anymore. It's not in stock in Toronto. It's not in stock in Calgary. You know, it's not in stock in Lincolnwood, Illinois. It's just unfortunate. But in the final part of this equation is it's unfortunate because, you know, we had some momentum, but it just yep. wasn't enough momentum to keep it going. You know, it doesn't mean it was a bad product. No, no. It it a bad idea. No, there's thousands of good ideas that never sell. In fact, 10% of all patented products. Okay. There's 7 million patents that have been issued from the U S patent office, 7 million patents in a hundred years and only 10% of them have ever made money. Yeah. So it's not that we were stupid or we didn't know how to sell it. It's right. just, it's the luck of the draw. It's just, it's just the way it works. You know, I'll buy that. Yep. Not all good ideas come to fruition. Now, 
sometimes 50 years later, it, it comes to fruition. I mean, maybe, it's you know, true. maybe maybe corduroy bell bottoms are going to be in vogue in 2023. You know? Well, I think, too, there, there's something to be said for uh, when a product is like tenacity, like yeah. like I tell people I should have given up years ago. I've been doing color joint compound for 17 years. We've been selling the product for eight, nine years now. And by all rights, I should, but mine's the opposite. I don't think I'm marketing to the full potential. There's things like the AWCI circling back around to that question. There's, there's angles and directions, particularly in this industry, that if you're not going in that direction, you're going to have, you're going to have a lot of challenges. I mean, tenacity will only take you so far, but then all this, you know, at a certain point, you got to play ball and to get to take i think to take it to the next level um you know the distributors that we're in are selling like so that's encouraging like oh okay the distributors sell now how do i get to more distributors <laughs> like that's what, you know that, that's right. that's it you know and in an industry that is that is like you know i'll say resistant to change i mean it's you yeah. know it's it's it not it's not like it, it's so resistant to change. Metal corner bead was invented 100 years ago. Vinyl corner bead was invented 50 years ago by Trimtex. We're still fighting the fight. We're still yeah. converting. So the advice that I could give you is, yes, it is a slow changing, stubborn mindset industry. Um, you know, joining the AWCI, my father... Uh, joined the AWCI pretty early on. Right. Uh, and when back in the day when it was 800 members or something like that, you know, 50 years ago. Sure. So, but then he got the mailing list for all 836 members, you know, yep. and then he started going to the shows and that's where yep. it really, uh, it really did well. He didn't have a sales team back then. He actually, um, you know, had a couple of reps, uh, going. And, uh, when I came back to the company 30 years ago, um, full-time, I mean, I was back and forth when I was a teenager, I kind of learned, you know, the business at 14, you know, through high school. And then I went off to California, <laughs> but when I, when I came back, you know, in 89, um, you know, uh, over 30 years ago, um, you know, he was able to then go, uh, go selling. He, he knew that I had what it took to run operations and run the factory. And we had seven extrusion lines mm-hmm. at that time when I came back. Well, and, you bring uh, up a good point. This he stuff, went off selling. This stuff takes time. I have one guy yeah. that's out, you know, doing the work. Right. I do all the sales. I do all the shipping. I have one partner. I have a girl that works in here part-time. Right. It's lean. You know, and I, and, and as I make sales, um, but like to do, to, to put the energy into something like a podcast, I can't, I can't be out there putting mud on the wall. Um, well, yeah, you're going to learn that because you know, what, what happened was I was able to excel at operations. My dad was excelling at selling because he he was passionate about the product. Yep. He's a great salesperson. There's no doubt about it. He was a door to door guy, right? Yeah, he could sell <laughs> ice cubes to Eskimos. There's no question about it. My dad's 88 years old. He's living yeah. in Fort Myers, Florida. So if you're down in Fort Myers and you want to go to lunch with him, 
you know, let me know. I'll, I'll try to connect you up. I know oh, sure. Going. My dad just moved to Cape Coral. There you go. That's right there. So there's a lot of, <laughs> lot, he's made a lot of friends in the industry. So that was the key to what we did. And then we, we really stepped up our trade show presence. We, we did seven trade shows a year. We did the custom home show. We did the international builder show. We did some regional shows. We did the AWCI, which is our industry show. Um, we did the wall, you know, we did the Cisco show back then, AWCI and Cisco. So that's the ceiling systems. Yeah. Uh, people, they sometimes they're combined, sometimes they're fighting and they're not combined. Uh, but you know, we did all those shows. We spent millions of dollars on it every year. We spent two, $3 million on advertising. Okay. Um, and we really, we really put a great effort to build a brand to build a company, to build the awareness of the products and to create conversion, conversion from metal or yeah. conversion conversion to a new idea. We have 30 patented products. They, the, none of those could ever be made from metal because they've got gaskets on them or they're yeah. expansion products or what have you. So, you know, we can make extrusions and profiles for you that you can't make out of metal, co-extrusion, tri-extrusion, whatever. Um, so, you know, we've just got that experience and, you know, we've got that level of expertise, uh, and we have, um, the type of material that really lends itself to, you know, solving, uh, being aesthetically nice or solving expansion problems or deflection problems on ceilings. And now we have a, a huge range of fire and sound products that, you know, some of them can be made in metal but really not with a gasket on them. So you got to stick a gasket to the metal. We can extrude a gasket right on ours. So um, the point that I'm trying to make here is the, the contractors that are interested, they have challenges on finding distribution that will get them connected to the products they need. And it's sometimes it's hit and miss. Uh, sometimes it's the stubbornness on the dealer's point of view. Uh, because they are, they go to central purchasing and purchasing does, is not interested, whatever the reason. Um, it, it simply could be, it could be the contractor stubbornness. It could be the dealer stubbornness and it could be the manufacturer stubbornness. Sometimes we get, we can be stubborn and say, eh, yeah, we're not interested in that. That's just doesn't fit our, doesn't fit our future. It doesn't mean we can't make it. It's right. just, it's just not a fit for what we are trying to do. It's a distraction, you know? Uh, yeah, I know you had to answer the doorbell and uh, collect that hundred thousand dollars that was owed to you. But uh, this is, you know, we, we got, got focus it. Here. We got we it. Focus. Um, so my advice to a guy like you or someone that's coming up with a new tool, uh, yeah. you know, that is a good product and a good idea. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I was telling you the story, the challenges of distribution, the stubbornness levels and all of that stuff. Um <sighs> Now, let me just say this. I believe in your product, Nick. Thank you. I have your product in my home. I have it. Okay. That's I have good. <laughs> the ceiling of my master bedroom. It has your product on it. I see it every day. Uh, the bathroom, yeah. master bathroom has it on the wall. Uh, you know, let I've me stop you really quick because that yeah. seal, that ceiling in the master bedroom, that's a big deal because I yeah. agree with you. Every time when I lay down to go to sleep at night, I don't have to look at that ugly ass skip trial texture. I get to oh, look at, I get to look at nice, smooth, sort yeah. of undulating fresco harmony, and it's soothing. And it that is. sounds stupid, but it's no, it a is. it's a thing. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> well, I have the blue. I have more of a sky blue. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, the blue uh, makes me happy and it is very soothing. Um, and I have your product here at Trimtex. Uh, the next office to mine, uh, Donna Ramirez is our customer service manager. We have Fresco Harmony on the wall of her office. What, what color? Yeah. Uh, the umber, uh, one of the beiges. I don't remember she, exactly. One of the beige. So yeah. she she wanted a wall in Fresco Harmony? Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm literally on top of the wall. <laughs> the other side of this wall right behind me, the other side of that wall has got Fresco on it. I got to meet Donna. She's no dummy. No, she knows her <laughs> shit. So, But the, the advice I can give you is, you know, you prove, you've proven you got a good product. You've proven that, you know, people like it. So now the next step is, you're going to have to find a two-stepper that can take you to other parts of the United States yeah. and also, uh, you know, other parts of the world. Yes. Uh, but you are going to have to join the AWCI because this is the association of walls and ceilings, which is what your product is applied to. They put yep. it on the floor, put it yep. on the walls and ceilings. Right. Um, and, you know, you're going to have to get out and go sell. You're gonna have to, you know, trust your your team to fill the boxes and you know get the shipments out. You're gonna have to expand your team that yep. applies the product uh, in your state. And I know that you do a lot of good work. Um, there's nothing wrong with doing both. You know, selling a product and installing a product. You know, many mm -hmm. people have done that. Uh, we don't do it, but you know, we certainly help you. We we have. Uh, 10 technical reps that go out and, and help on job sites all over the world every day. Uh, so we are technically out there doing installing product. Uh, we're just, you know, more or less showing, but that would be my advice. I don't know why. I don't know why joining the AWCI never really occurred to me until just now talking to you about it. I went to Intex. I was there. I was like, this is weird. They only give you like 10 hours on the floor to talk to these guys. You know, I'm carpet bagging, which you're not supposed to do, of course. Right. You know, right. And, but who gives a shit? Like, right. you know, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a hard ass that way. And I'm a guerrilla marketeer. Like, <laughs> if I don't see the value, I mean, this is guerrilla marketing. Like, I'm taking right. advantage of this podcast is going to go on drywall hand finishers, which reaches 100,000 drywallers for right. zero money. Right. So that that is how I've done it, like bootstrapping. And that's yeah. that that is different than, you know, paying to play. Right. Do, you which know what I mean? What which is what we did. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And you're you're you know, you're just in a chapter that's doing that. You could get to the next chapter that could be improved and better or different, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the carpet bagging. You are considered a carpet bagger when you're walking around the show with your Fresco Harmony shirt on, you know, yeah. you didn't pay, you didn't pay to play. You know? Well, I paid uh, to get there and I, there is an entry fee. <laughs> right. But you could have got, if you called me, you could have got a trim text badge or something like that. But, you know, um, you know, you can get in there for free pretty much if you, if you want to do it that the right way. But I think the next level is considered to join those associations Okay. Uh, and then uh, do a tabletop at a show. S share a tabletop with someone. You know, split a booth with someone. You know, it's not a bad idea. Um, yeah, you could do. You could pull up with, you know, uh, you know, 
know, someone who had a 10 foot booth, you know, the, maybe you could, you know, get a table in the, you know, a little round table in the corner of booth and you talk about your product. So take a, take a quarter of their booth, pay a third of the price, you know? I, I mean, I've done home shows here in Albuquerque and they yeah. are valuable. I think having a booth at the, at Intex now, now what's the d discount? Like if I get a booth at Intex and I'm an AWCI member, there's gotta be a substantial discount there. Well, you can't get a booth if you're not a member, so there's no discount. No. They, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> no, they, they, you they, uh, you know, you feel you feel violated when you're done with the trade show. Trust me, there's nothing happy about the cost of a trade show. The happiness is, you know, the relationships that you build. You, a yes. person with a tool, a person with a uh, a product uh, that, you know in your aspect, you're all about aesthetics. You don't, you're not really a solution. You're a solution for maybe better aesthetics. Yeah. But a person like you or a guy with a new knife or a Gary or a Gail with a new widget that helps, you know, do whatever, um, you know, what you're going to do at a show is you're going to see several hundred contractors that go to the show and you're yeah. going to get, and they're going to, the light bulb is going to go off. They're going to walk down aisle six and they're like, oh, what's this guy? What's with those little bottles? I mean, what's yeah. that? Is that milk in there? No, yeah. that's colored mud. That's a concentrate for colored mud. Mm -hmm. uh, look at, look what you could do on your next project. You, you know, every, every floor of the uh, hotel that you're building, the elevator lobby, the elevators open up and you can set up spending all this money, you could do a little trim text detail, a little layer detail and some fresco on there. And you've got the million dollar look for no money, zero. I mean, you're talking of one bottle of fresco and, yep. you know, and $30 worth of trim text and four sheets of drywall. You've got, notice how I horned in on, on the conversation there. But, Absolutely. You know, no, you know, as you should. This is a Trim Text interview, uh, <laughs> you know, but but it is sponsored by Fresco Harmony. And, there uh, you go. So, and I know <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just giving, we're having a lot of fun here. We're going to yeah. talk till like three o'clock, but you know, that's, that's what you're going to see at the show. That's, those are the relationships you're going to build. You're not really going to get a, a dealer network excited because they're never excited until somebody asks for it. Then they well, this swipe. this is go. I mean, this is all gold, Joe. I mean, yeah. you, you don't understand. Like, like for somebody like me or Corey, Corey's a fantastic guy, and I encourage you to listen to the podcast. I also, sure, I, I also encourage you to listen to uh, to have uh, uh, the sales guy. Who's the sales guy? Son-in-law, Mike, uh, Mike Garcia. Mike. Mike Garcia. Uh, I encourage him to uh, check out the uh, check out the drywall podcast too. You're number. Oh, we will. You're number five. Yeah, like I'm, I'm plowing. I'm plowing through interviews. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, they are very cool. They're very cool. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I have a different. This is the platform with all of the guys that I interview. So you can right. imagine, like interviewing. Um, you know, I want to do Brian Kitchen and um, right. Bernie. You know, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of great, great applicators and innovators and people in this industry that get overlooked. Yeah that that like i you know sometimes it's a, it's the president of this or it's the it's the you know the aficionado of that and a yeah. drywall guys want to hear about the other dudes that are using the slot box versus the banjo that that's kind of what they want to hear right or they want to hear about motorsports <laughs> like, well you know 
The, the interview with Walls and Ceilings magazine was fantastic. And I, I don't know those guys well enough. I was thinking it would be very cool to do an interview with uh, Hannah. Like she's, yeah. young, she's young, she's hungry, she's coming in. She's a good journalist, like, you know, yeah. like, she, and, and just talk, just talk to her about, she's on the list. I've got like 55 people on my list. Yeah, um, yeah you Hannah, know. you know, Jill is great. Everyone at Walls and Ceilings, Amy Tuttle, you know, Jill, <clears> Hannah. But Hannah has got a cool story about her dad, you know, how she came in through, you know, dad was in, in the trades and stuff. And, mm -hmm. You know, she's this journalist, you know, this highly educated, uh, you know, fantastic young journalist. And guess what? She ends up in the drywall industry. Yeah, you know? it's like, so, why in the world? What, why, why, yeah, why, why aren't you working for Rolling about? Rolling Stone or something? You know? I know, but you know, it's, <laughs> everyone's got a cool story. But uh, again, you know, just advice to you know people like yourself that want to you know get out there there's many ways to skin the cat um uh we uh side note we my marketing team wants to work with you about your podcast we want to feature it. we want to put it on all our social media so we yeah. want to help we want to help make your podcast not only my interview all the interviews yeah. We, want to make your, we want to make your podcast uh, uh, as big a success as we can because we hey, like I appreciate you. that. Um, we like I, if we didn't like you, we wouldn't do that. Well, I like we, you too. Uh, like and and this is though though this synergy is what this synergy is how things to me get done. This is how new ideas get pushed to the forefront. This is how um, this is how the world should work like and just just all that other stuff out of the way making money and all that stuff mm -hmm. the the bottom line with fresco harmony is i was a drywaller and it bored the shit out of me and i was also an artist and i and it yeah. and we did a plaster project and i was like why aren't they doing this with mud why aren't they just doing this with colored joint compound i why do i have to be a plaster guy Right. You know, this isn't rocket science, man, you know, right. and so this, this simple, this system that's now simple, um, gives the drywall guy, the, just like me, the mm -hmm. opportunity to diversify their, their product line and create something dynamic that they didn't have a chance to before. I get to work with high-end designers. I get yeah. to, I get to charge whatever I want. There's there's two or three other guys in Albuquerque doing this. And it's only because I've promoted them through the trained builder. You trained like, them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I've shot myself in the foot so that these no, other guys can make you money. Have as long as they're using your uh, concentrated yeah. colors, yes. you haven't shot yourself in the foot. But there's been instances where the builder's like, do you want me to, do you want me to go with you? Or do you want me to use my guy? And I'm like, use your guy. And yeah. so I've lost out on ten thousand dollar job to sell a thousand dollars worth of product. That's my point. Right. And, and, that, the and that's smart. That's a good. That, to me, that's a yes. smart way to go because in the if you get a hundred of those guys going, okay, then you're going to be too busy to sling mud ever again. You're just going to do it to train people, yeah. And you're going to do it to showcase your product, but you're really not going to take those those jobs anymore but you know you know we've got 16 uh winners of our drywall artist of the year contest okay bernie mitchell yep. was one of them yep uh any one of those 16 winners uh you know 
would you know probably is using your product right now you fun know, fact are, fun fact about one of your winners uh wolf uh, tom, uh is it tom wolf okay from tom out of grand junction colorado yeah 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 tom yeah. what's yeah, his tomahawk. last yeah tomahawk, tomahawk drywall Fun yep. fact, fun fact about Tom yep. with Tomahawk Drywall. He went into, and this is how we've gotten all our distribution. He went into Out West Drywall in Grand Junction and told Billy, he's like, I shouldn't be telling you this, but you need to carry Fresco Harmony. And that's how we got into uh, Out West Drywall in, right. in Colorado. Uh, yeah. was because he was super cool and was like, you should carry this product. And, and he's with a super cool guy that uses a crap load of trim tax. He's very yep. creative. He won our, our Drywall Artist of the Year. Yep. And, uh, you know, the, we're a kind of a community on the aesthetic side. It, it's a smaller community, um, but it's, I think it's a very passionate community. Um, and you're going to, you're going to hit more and more of those people as you get more worldwide. Uh, they're out there. They're out there. Um, there's no question about yep. it. And, well, the, know, other, you, the other side of lucky, You are lucky that you have a product that, you know, that can just ship from an e-store. So, you know, you are, you are lucky about that. that. And, and you know how many people told me that I need to put, I needed to package it into a heavy box of mud and sell it as one unit. And I, and, and I've told them, no, like, <laughs> like right. the fact that I can send you right now a color pack for 10 bucks in a, right. in a, in a one rate shipping box is yeah. like, that's, that is like, it's like a, it's like having a laser gun in the Civil War. It's very powerful, right? You and know? when I say when I say for you, two stepper, I'm talking about, you know, maybe our connection in the UK, our connection in Australia, our connection in Canada. So, yep. you know, maybe you do want to have your product in stock in in in, in Ontario. You know. Absolutely. So that, no, so that, it's instead of six day delivery, it's a, it's a two day delivery. So, you know, that's the two stepping opportunity um, that, you know, that you would look for, you know, your tool people, um, you know, that the people that invent the new widgets, it's a little harder. Um, you know, yeah, you can get on all wall, you can get on wall tools and you can get on a few of those uh, uh, ALS taping tools and a few of those other online uh, sellers. Uh, you, you can get it in there, you know, um, and that's kind of the way to go. Um, but, yeah. you know, you're, you're kind of limited on, you know, how, how much they promote your product. Is it on page 700 or is it on the first page? You know, does anyone ever going to see it unless they scroll through 700 pages of, you know, stuff? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a tough go. Uh, but you know what? Trim Tech started that way. We started with uh, the JB 53 years ago and in a little bit smaller industry back then, but, uh, yeah. you know, 20 years ago, there was 2,500 dealers in the U S now there's 1500. So there's been a lot of consolidation happening. Oh, uh, inter that is interesting. Uh, and I know you're, you're, so it was a dealer that came to your dad and said, Hey man, can you make us some trim? And your dad was like, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, he went, my dad was in the siding business in 68 and, uh, Two dealers got together and said, look, this is a guy in Chicago making a J-bead for siding because the siding slips into a J, the siding slips into a J-bead. Uh, let's go approach him and see if he can make one specifically for drywall. And they approached him and he said, yeah. And that's Was there a J-bead? Was there a J-bead, a metal J-bead out at the time? Oh, absolutely. 
So why didn't why did why were they fed up with the metal J bead at that time? Well, because around a window, the J bead was used mostly primarily around a window, but in anywhere where it's cold, the window would sweat in the wintertime. Water would run down and would ah, rust. It would rust. Yeah, you'd have uh, you'd have the cold transfer through, and then yep. you know, so the the, the so the, the wick the moisture would wick underneath the mud. And then you yeah. get, and then it ruins your interior. So even right. if the moisture wicks underneath the mud with a with a vinyl, it doesn't, uh, it won't delam or discolor. It won't rust, right? So yeah, and it's less likely to. So the it, the moisture will only wick if the 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 J bead is cold. So the metal would transfer the cold instantly. So so take a yeah. take a two foot. Next time you're on a job site, take a piece of metal corner bead that you find on the floor and take a piece of plastic trim tax and go start up a blowtorch and hold two Heat of those. one in. So you'll drop the metal piece in about two seconds, okay? And you can hold the plastic piece forever. It's never mm -hmm. going to get hot. The, hand, the part in your hand isn't going to get hot. So the thermal conductivity transfer in, in vinyl is almost nothing. In metal, it's instant. It's absolutely right. instant. Yeah. Right. I learned a good trick when I was at the trim text training, when we did that training, which we need to do another one. So this, this Why is, this inspires me. Like I want to get up there and, and do another training and like we could advertise it. And, you know, last time it was like, you don't want too many people and stuff like that. I get it, but it was a lot of fun. And, yeah. uh, I remember, uh, I think Noe, we did a little mm -hmm. experiment with the, with your spray adhesive. Yeah. And I've told that trick probably 50 times because I get asked because now instead of sanding your the, the mud off of the corner with a colored mud, you go around the corner. So right. one way one way to keep that that mud from delamming from the corner bead is to run spray adhesive on the corner. Yeah. So yep. that one trick is fantastic. Uh, just just, you know, for all the drywallers out there, you can mud will adhese like nobody's business to. Yeah. Uh, to vinyl if you put so it was called text 11 of course it okay got, it got dropped it, it hit it's been discontinued because the okay. sales weren't, yeah sales weren't great but you could take a 3m 77 which is a yep. mist, pine mist yep and you could you could mist uh anything metal or vinyl uh with a little bit of adhesive and then you'll have a perfect bond so what do what do the numbers mean on the outside of the spray adhesives is oh, that that's, the, that's a marketing that's, thing Marketing. That's a marketing thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 3M77. Awesome. We called ours 847 simply because that was our area code at the time. So okay. when you called Trimtech, it was 847 679 3000. I'll throw this to you. Why don't you consider coming back to Trimtech, uh, Lincolnwood, Illinois? You can, uh, put together a sales trip out here where you're going to go visit some or, or do another training. You can have another training at our facility, training right. facility. Um, but why don't we do a, why don't we do a live? Why don't we do a live uh, podcast? Uh, we'll sit down in our studio and we'll get some cameras rolling sure. and, uh, maybe we'll wear our best Hawaiian shirts that day. You know, we'll, okay. we'll do, let's do, uh, let's do a sit down. We'll, uh, we'll sit down, we'll throw some cameras on. And, uh, I did that with, uh, um, with drywall talk, you know, um, oh yeah. I, Drywall yeah. talk like that. I did that with Brian. I did that with Brian, precision taping, you know, and all yeah. that. I did that with Brian. We sat down up in Sudbury, Ontario, and uh, 
we talked and we did a couple of, I think he did three, three different short sessions on that little interview. And it was fun. It was fun talking about the challenges and trim techs. We, we love the contractor. We're all about the contractor. Yeah. We're the little guy. We're the smallest little company in a big forest of, of, of drywall industry. You know, all of our competitors are giants and we're just this yeah. tiny little sapling tree. We're, we're old, we're 53 years old, but we're just a little sapling tree against the giant sequoias out there. And I, I like to say the contractor, a lot of contractors feel that way. It's just me against the world. You know, I'm up here slinging mud or running a bazooka or, or doing whatever, um, you know, for, uh, for the big guy. I just want to let you know that we care about you. We care about you. We want to talk to you. We want to hear what you're thinking. A, a lot of our ideas and products that have been, you know, uh, been, you know, come to fruition that we've innovated. A lot of the products that we've innovated through the years has come from face-to-face -face meetings on job sites. Uh, ideas, yeah. light bulbs go off. Joe Koenig and Noe Perez were on a job site. Bing, a light bulb goes off. Yes. Yeah. A week later, we're on a different job site. Bing, another light bulb goes off. So we want to thank all you contractors and we want to let you guys know that we care about you. You're the lifeblood of this industry. And we're, you know, we feel that we're in the trenches with you. We're, we're the little sapling tree against the sequoias, just like you're the little <clears throat> sapling tree out there in the world, you know, doing, doing what you do best. And uh, yeah, against yeah. like against EFIS and like, some, you know, I mean, even like USG yeah. and I mean, they're, they're huge, you know, and I am like, I'm, I'm making, I'm making a name for myself. Um, right. You beat me to the punch. I was going to ask you if you could instill one bit of wisdom or a, a, um, a billboard, something, a slogan that could go on a billboard to say to all the drywall guys listening right now, what would it be? Well, I would uh, billboards about four four bullet points. You know, try not to be stubborn. Be open minded. Um, align yourself with people that think like you do. Uh, hopefully, it's me and Nick and a bunch of others like us. Um, you know, and you know, be dedicated. Work hard. Play hard. You know, that's a Trim Tech's uh, deal. Um, and you know, just, uh, don't give up, you know, just, but, but don't, you know, don't get frustrated with the stubbornness out there, you know, be a leader, let people, you know, people follow you. Don't be a follower, be a leader, you know, and, and surround Love yourself, it. surround yourself with other mind, you know, people with the same mindset, um, same like mentality, I should say. Yeah. Um, and it's no different than a friend group. I mean, you, you got 50 friends and, you know, 48 of them are, you know, you're, you're aligned pretty good. You always got a couple outliers that, you, you know, you haven't kicked out of your group or you're going to kick out of your group. But, yeah. you know, surround yourself with good, smart, you know, like-minded people and, and have at it. Don't take no for an answer. Just keep plugging away, man, you know, and just keep the fight, keep fighting the fight. We're here yeah. for you. And align yourself with good companies, you know, that, that, yeah. that care about you, that care about you. Yeah. Right? Don't, don't settle for those, uh, douchebag employers that just milk you for everything you're worth and kick you, kick you to the curb. Yeah. Why, why put up steel? I mean, just, just a little bit of trim text here. Why put up a metal corner bead where the steel comes from India, you know, and it's roll formed in, you know, in Idaho or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, why not put up a hundred percent, us-based product 100 yep. percent 
you know, PVC uh, manufactured in Lincolnwood, Illinois. Why not? Why not put the money back into the U.S.? Why not uh, use locally sourced products? You know, why not help Nick out and start putting yeah. uh, putting some fresco? If you're not going to put it on your customers, put it in your own house. It's this stuff is nice. I have it. In, Joe Koenig had his, has it in his own house. <laughs> And it's simple. <laughs> and Nick, Nick's got Trimtex in his own house. So, you know, oh, we're, yeah. we're living what I'm preaching. We are living what I'm preaching. We're yeah. Together, help each other out. Why not? Right. Why not yep. help each other out? Yep. I love the 350 bull, the step, the step return. I have a chair rail that I built that has the step return. It's a four inch yeah. tr- chair rail. It's simple. Yeah. I did an etching on it. It was yeah. like, it took me an afternoon. It, it wasn't a big deal. And it looks, you know, it looks every bit as good as a piece of wood I could have thrown up there. Yeah. And, you know, with the steppable, you've got an edge. You can float off of an edge. You've got a paint line. You can ch- you can change the paint color off a sharp edge. So that's why the jamfer bead is so good. You can change the paint color from room to room. Yeah. You're working off a sharp edge. Regular, excuse me, regular bullnose. It's really hard to change color from room to room. You got to actually use a, you know, you got to tape it off and you got to hope the line is straight. You know, yep. why not use a, why not use a corner bead that has a sharp edge on it uh, to do your transition. And it just color, looks so. prettier, man. It brings that Victor. It brings a super, what I like is that it brings a super subtle Victorian element to the, to the project right. and it's not overbearing. It's not grandiose. Uh, that part I really like. It's very tasteful. Yeah. Absolutely. Joe Joe Koenig of Trimtech, second generation. There's third generation coming. Um Trimtech is not going to go away anytime soon. These guys are these guys are plowing the way uh-huh. uh in innovation in the drywall industry and uh also ethics and business, I think. Uh we've covered a lot of that and um, Thank you. I appreciate your time, Joe. I really do. This is this has been you know, my favorite uh, interviews so far. And it sounds like I'm going to be getting together with your marketing people and we're going to be putting together a, another training because that's what long overdue. Yeah. Well, you and I <laughs> talk. Well, first of all, thank you for the kind words. And ethics is a big part of who we are. There's no question about it. Um, it's one of my key words in life. Uh, ethics is, is a big part of what drives me. And, um, you know, you never have to remember a lie, okay? So why not just speak the truth and, yeah, you know, right? That's a good saying, right? If you lie yeah. to someone, you bullshit someone, then the next time you see him, you go, oh shit, what did I tell that guy? You got to remember what you told him. Why not, why not just speak the truth and, you know, treat people nice? So that's who we are. I want to do another podcast with you about products. We got some exciting new products that we're working on here at Trimtex. Okay. Uh, so maybe we could do that when you visit here. Yeah. Um, uh, we could do a, we could do a, a, like a triple header, you know, you could do a training, we could do a trim text, uh, event, yep. uh, and then you and I can do another podcast and talk about products and we can sit down and just, you know, showcase the products and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, it would be, that. it would be like, you know, uh, 
just just a camera all all we do is just set up a you know a camera and you and i would just be sitting there and we'd have a little mic in between us and it would be you know it'd be casual and uh super simple and then you take that and edit it down and your your people could edit it and throw it up or i could edit it or whatever but uh yeah we'll have little samples of products and i can you know we can definitely uh shoot in some uh cg you know computer graphics and all that stuff but i would love to do drywall podcast number let's call it number since this is number five let's call it number 25 or 15 yeah maybe okay let's set that in motion for the fall maybe yeah or the winter because you definitely want to come to chicago in the winter time it's so so much fun yeah we have a lot of new things that we're working on that speed up your life simplify your life and uh less our and and you can finish uh ceiling details head of wall details uh you can finish uh with a lot less physicality and and you know as a drywaller why would you would not want to have less physicality i think everybody wants that so well and that if i have one one regret for this interview yeah it wouldn't be getting because i know you are big into product innovation and i am too and that's a that's that's fun stuff to talk about but i mean yeah we could right. talk we could talk till three o'clock today i know Okay. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go because I'm taking a 35 year employee, Tom Stewichini. I'm taking Tom out to lunch. Nice. Uh, he's been here 35 years. He's one of our leaders out in the operations uh, of the deal. Uh, first shift, manufacturing, super guy. He started here when he was 18 years old, and 35 years later, we're gonna have lunch. So uh, I'm gonna say goodbye. Thank you. I think you're doing a great job, and I love the vault behind you. It's been catching my eye as we're talking so i like the backdrop too i got the bamboo and the yeah. vault you know yeah. it's like stability yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely well you all have right. a great day nick take all care all right you too bud talk to you soon all right all right talk soon special thanks to joe koenig of Trimtex drywall for your time today thank you for joining the drywall podcast the drywall podcast is brought to you by fresco harmony making walls better since 2004 join us for our next podcast when we interview john zulke and talk to him a little bit about plaster and the drywall industry i'm your host nick Harmon. thank you so much for joining the drywall podcast we'll see you on the next episode and remember keep drywalling